0: Depression is the leading cause of disability in the world. In the United States, close to 10% of adults struggle with depression. But because it's a mental illness, it can be a lot harder to understand than, say, high cholesterol. One major source of confusion is the difference between having depression and just feeling depressed. Almost everyone feels down from time to time, getting a bad grade, losing a job, having an argument, Even a rainy day can bring on feelings of sadness. Sometimes there's no trigger at all. It just pops up out of the blue. Then circumstances change, and those sad feelings disappear. Clinical depression is different. It's a medical disorder, and it won't go away just because you want it to. It lingers for at least two consecutive weeks and significantly interferes with one's ability to work, play, or love. Depression can have a lot of different symptoms, a low mood, loss of interest in things you'd normally enjoy, changes in appetite, feeling worthless or excessively guilty, sleeping either too much or too little, poor concentration, restlessness or slowness, loss of energy, or recurrent thoughts of suicide. If you have at least five of those symptoms, according to psychiatric guidelines, you qualify for a diagnosis of depression. And it's not just behavioral symptoms. Depression has physical manifestations inside the brain. First of all, there are changes that could be seen with the naked eye and x-ray vision. These include smaller frontal lobes and hippocampal volumes. On a more micro scale, depression is associated with a few things. The abnormal transmission or depletion of certain neurotransmitters, especially serotonin, norepinephrine, and dopamine blunted circadian rhythms, or specific changes in the REM and slow wave parts of your sleep cycle, and hormone abnormalities, such as high cortisol and deregulation of thyroid hormones. But neuroscientists still don't have a complete picture of what causes depression. It seems to have to do with a complex interaction between genes and environment, but we don't have a diagnostic tool that can accurately predict where or when it will show up. And because depression symptoms are intangible, it's hard to know who might look fine but is actually struggling. According to the National Institute of Mental Health, it takes the average person suffering with a mental illness over 10 years to ask for help. But there are very effective treatments. Medications and therapy complement each other to boost brain chemicals. In extreme cases, electroconvulsive therapy, which is like a controlled seizure in the patient's brain, is also very helpful. Other promising treatments, like transcranial magnetic stimulation, are being investigated too. So if you know someone struggling with depression, encourage them, gently, to seek out some of these options. You might even offer to help with specific tasks, like looking up therapists in the area, or making a list of questions to ask a doctor. To someone with depression, these first steps can seem insurmountable. If they feel guilty or ashamed, Point out that depression is a medical condition, just like asthma or diabetes. It's not a weakness or a personality trait, and they shouldn't expect themselves to just get over it any more than they could will themselves to get over a broken arm. If you haven't experienced depression yourself, avoid comparing it to times you've felt down. Comparing what they're experiencing to normal, temporary feelings of sadness can make them feel guilty for struggling. Even just talking about depression openly can help. For example, research shows that asking someone about suicidal thoughts actually reduces their suicide risk. Open conversations about mental illness help erode stigma and make it easier for people to ask for help. And the more patients seek treatment, the more scientists will learn about depression, and the better the treatments will get.
1: Sports Report, today's date is Tuesday, February 15th, 2021. This is Sam Vaughn. This is Sam Vaughn for Sam's Sports Report and Sam's Mental Health Day. Today we are going over depression after we did anxiety last week. We're going to continue with that series of mental health. And getting more into in depth into schizoaffective and what schizoaffective is in schizophrenia and bipolar now we are going to discuss the difference between clinically depressed and depression depression is a serious from m- male temporary episodes of sadness to severe prisons of depression Cl- is more severe form of depression or major depressive disorder, it isn't the same as depression caused by loss of such as a death of loved one or a medical condition such as a thyro- thyroid disorder. Feelings of sadness or tearfulness or emptiness or home hopelessness or another disability can make you clinically depressed. Anger, outburst, irritability or frustration or even over the small matters. Loss of interest or pleasure in most of all normal activities such as sex, hobbies, sports. Sleep disturbance, including insomnia or sleeping too much. Tiredness or lack of energy. So even the smallest tasks take extra effort. Reduced appetite and weight. loss or increased cravings for food and weight gain anxiety or restlessness this is all included under this but we will explain the difference Slower thinking or speaking or body movements feeling of worthlessness or guilty flaxing on past failures or self-blame this is for major depressive disorder trouble thinking or concentrating or making decisions and remembering things. Frequently or re- recurrent thoughts of death, suicide, or suicidal thoughts or attempts. I've explained physical problems such as back pain or headache. Now we are going to talk about clinically clinical depression that was just over major depressive disorder. Most people feel sad or low at some point in their lives but clinical depression is marked by a depression a depressed mood most of the day sometimes particularly particularly in the morning and loss of interest in the normal activities and relationships symptoms that are present that are present every day for at least two weeks in addition According to the DSM five used to diagnose mental health conditions, you may have other symptoms with major depression. Those symptoms might include those listed above major depression disorder 6.7 of the US population over 18. According to the National Institute of Mental Health, overall for clinically depressed, 20% to 25% may have, may have some episode of depression during their lives that takes a significant a significant effect in their life that affects more than two weeks because of a certain situation. A health professional, such as your primary care doctor or psychotherapist, PIST will perform through a medical evaluation you might receive or a evaluation through a medical evaluation. You might receive screenings for depression at regular doctor visits. The professional will ask you about your personal and family psychiatry and history and ask you questions that screen for symptoms of major depression. Now, it is always better to go to a doctor of a psychiatrist or psychologist than it is to go to your primary care doctor. Hopefully, they will recommend you to the right doctor from there. A major clinical depression disorder is a serious but treatable illness. Depending on the severity of the symptoms, you may have a primary care doctor or a psychiatrist. They may recommend you for treatment. With an anti medication, which I'm on, but that's more because I just have a bipolar element versus fully having bipolar or fully having a major depressive disorder. Major depressive disorder is different than bipolar. We can get into that more as we go on but I'm just doing the introductions right now. Sometimes other medications are added to an antidepressant to boost its effectiveness. Medicines may work better for some people. It may be necessary for your doctor, different drugs at different doses. Determine which medicine works best for you. There are other treatments available, options clinically depressed such as ECT or shock therapy But those can be pretty intense. And they're not also as approved to be as effective as maybe medicine for a longer period of time. You can only do uh, shock treatment for, I think it's, they do a bunch of sessions, but it's not good for you. Like this is what they did in the 1900s. It's not, it's not an, it's an okay treatment, but it's not what's going to lead you to long success, at least from the people that I have known. TMS is less serious. It's just a transmedical stimulation that doctors have told me it is less serious. They put these things on your fingers, and you're not getting shot. So that's why it's less serious. And when you get shot, you forget everything it seems to be. Once you have had a major depression disorder, you're at high risk for having them again. The best way to prevent the episode of depression is to be aware of your triggers, cause of major depressive disorder. Medication helps you avoid relapse. It is also important what symptoms of major depressive disorder are what you need to talk about with your doctor early if you have any symptoms and continue to have symptoms. Here's my best answer for what the difference is. I was clinically depressed in 2016 of September to March of 2017. Although I am not diagnosed with major depressive disorder, I have an element of bipolar. But most of my mental health problems come from a manic and then I get depressed. But at that time I had so much problem with depression that I led to a led to a clinical depression. Getting help was what I needed, and I also needed to be on the right medication. For strategies to take care of myself, that was the first step. Going to outpatient at either Shawnee Mission at Cottonwood would be the next step. At that time, Shawnee Mission had a better lead- leader for the group, but that can change all throughout hospitals. I will say Cottonwood Springs happens to have nice <laughs> facilities. Then I started to exercise more and more and more, although I was not fully better until 2020 when I got on the right medication. I had continued to long success since then. I have had continued progress. For Sam's Sports Report, Thursday, February 17th, 2021, and also Sam's Mental Health Day, next week, we'll do learning disabilities for sure. On dysgraphia, this is Sam Vaughn.